I hear it time and time again. If only I had a bigger income, I would fill in the blank. This could be because this individual wants to invest, but they can't. Maybe they want to save for a house, but there's just not enough money left over at the end of the month to do so. No matter the reason, when people say this statement, my ears almost instantly perk up. Why is that? Well, I have to wonder, does this individual actually have an income problem? When we think about it, income is the only part of the equation that most people actually even consider. Today, I wanted to address the other part of the equation. We're going to discuss two questions that you must answer first before you can determine why you feel like you can't get ahead. At the end of this episode, you will be on your way to seeing if you actually do potentially have an income problem. Here we go. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. How's it going? Hopefully everyone is having a great, great week. This is another episode of The Financial Mirror, and I could not be happier to be sitting here today going over another episode, uh, going over individual personal finance, right? Thank you for joining. If today is the first day that you have found me, then congratulations. Hopefully uh, this is everything that you expected it to be. And if you are listening on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. That does help with getting this message out to more and more individuals uh, that could truly just get a little bit of help for their personal finances. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, don't forget to leave that five-star review and a written comment as both of those go truly a long ways in getting this message out. So I appreciate Every single person that that went through the treachery and suffering of last week's episode, uh, if you listen to it on a podcast, I cannot tell you how much time I spent trying to get the audio correct, uh, but it was a tough, tough cookie to crack. If you watched the live stream, you could tell uh, it almost looked like I was in a prison cell trying to make a video. So hopefully this week is a little bit better. Uh, I've gone through, jumped through all kinds of hoops to try to get the audio better the visuals better, everything better, a whole new setup, uh, still on the go. Uh, so if you missed last week's episode, we have moved from Hawaii and uh, and I didn't really get my stuff yet. So I have improv and I've set up a, a little mobile setup to do my stream from. And I must say it's totally different. So hopefully this is a, a episode that, that comes across a little bit better. Uh, but I if you suffered with me last week, I appreciate it. Thank you for, for getting through that week with me. And hopefully we don't we don't have any more like that. So I uh, want to go over today a episode that comes a little bit, you know, closer to, to home because I think that a lot of people uh, have this problem. I think they don't know what their problem is, but I think they have the problem um, about thinking that they may have an income problem. Well, I uh, recently did do a whole entire series on increasing your income. I did a whole increase your income series. And if you missed it, uh, go check it out. There was great feedback around the, the whole entire series. Um, and I hope that there's some, some good information for you to take away from it. But more importantly, it was a four-part series that was all about you increasing your income. 
Well, that's not what today's episode is about. Today's episode is not about you increasing your income because what I want to do today is focus and dig a little bit deeper into do you actually have an income problem? And I think that's the part that we sort of sometimes miss. So today I want to divert from that and I want to answer that question. Do you actually have an income problem, right? Do you actually have it? It Does it exist? Uh, because to be honest with you, there's a chance that you don't have an income problem. But uh, I have listened to interviews and many individuals talk as if uh, they all need a little bit more money and they'll be fine, right? Like that's what everyone says. If I had a little bit more money, I would be fine. I've heard people say, oh, well, that person makes a six-figure income. They don't understand the problems that I'm going through. Uh, well, to be honest with you, when you're struggling, when you're you know, having a tough time making ends meet, it can be easy to divert that blame to, you know, income. Income is the, you know, the piece that that can be the hardest to control. I'm not saying it's not controllable, right? I did a whole four-part series on how you can increase your income. So it's controllable, but it's not as easily controllable as other things. So when you're struggling to make ends meet, it can be difficult to take that sort of self-reflection and ask yourself if you're actually suffering from a problem that has to do with your I or your E. That's right, your income or your expense. Uh, there's a chance that you more or less have an expense problem. You have a spending problem. So over my years of talking with people, most people want to solve their financial problems with more money. They want more money. And when they get more money, they're going to, all their problems are going to go away. Every financial problem they had is going to go away. Well, I mean, the government tries that route too. Uh, solve more problems, give more money. Like that. But the thing is, is, we don't take government's ideas and government's uh, tactics for our personal finance. Why? Because the simple fact the government doesn't manage money well either. They're trillions of dollars in debt. So these conversations, I rarely, and I mean rarely, uh, hear people first address their problem as, man, if I could really get my expenses under control, uh, I would really change my financial outlook, my financial picture, how my net worth. How I look at money would definitely change if I could get my spending under control. I never hear that part. I never hear that conversation get that deep with that much self-reflection. So once we sort of further have a conversation, uh, whenever I'm, I'm talking to someone and we have that conversation, uh, it you know I ask questions and those questions can drive people to... Um, sort of have that self-reflection moment where that that light bulb just sort of like goes off, right? It just sort of clicks that there's more to saying, you know, what their problem is doesn't technically have to be an income problem. It technically could be something else. And in this case, it could be a spending or an expense problem. So they they do at the end of that conversation realize that if they can control their spending, they may not meet, need more money. They may be able to to just take a moment, look at their expenses, and solve all their problems, right? Well, since I can't ask you those same questions, uh, and we can't physically have that conversation, you know, virtually like like we are now. Well, well, actually, we can. You know, you just you go to my website. And, uh, never mind. We'll get to that at the end. But if we can't have this conversation just in passing, like I can have with with some others, um, what I've decided to do is take this episode and 
really give you those questions and give you a chance to answer them so that you can sort of reflect, take that self-reflection that so many people in, in conversations with me have been able to have. And you get to have that today, whether you're driving in your car or you're sitting in the office listening to this or you're watching it from home, you can have that self-reflection moment to where you can decide if this is a income or a spending problem. So without further ado, we're going to jump in. Uh, A couple questions, two major questions is all you have to really address, and that is the self-reflection in and of itself. So let's get started. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So the first piece is, do you use a budget? How can we talk personal finance without first addressing, do you use a budget? And you bet I was going to bring it up because when I talk finances with anyone, this is the first question I ask. But why? Why do every single person that talks personal finance ask about a budget? Why is that a thing? Well, the biggest reason is that most people don't use a budget. So when we're talking from a personal finance perspective, I'm almost asking a rhetorical question. 30% of Americans use a budget. The other 70 do not. There's a 70% chance when I ask you that question that I'm going to get a no. And almost instantly my light bulb goes off. Well, ta-da, there's a, there's a, a huge red flag for why you can't get ahead. And that's, that's honestly the first place that I'm going to look. So I'm going to ask, do you use a budget? If you don't, well, that's that's where we're going to start. So why do I why do I say that? Well, when I ask them, do they you know have an expense or income problem, and they don't budget, really and truthfully, this person is speculating. They are absolutely guessing what their problem is. That I mean, let's let's put it into a, into another perspective. So I'm a nutritionist, and you come to me and say I want to lose weight, and then I tell you that you need to. You know, based off your composition, based off your makeup, you need to eat 1,950 calories a day to lose weight, right? So what are you going to do? Well, you really have two options. You're either going to listen to me, which you came for my advice, and I gave you 1,950 calories to lose weight. What are you going to do? Well, you have to track that, right? Are you going to track the calories or are you not going to track the calories? If you decide to not track the calories and guess or estimate how many calories you're eating, well, you may not lose weight, right? If you write these things down, if you track every single calorie that you are consuming, well, now this picture, when when you come back in and we're talking about your weight, we have a very defined picture to say, here is a option uh, to lose weight and you're meeting that option and you're going to lose weight, keep it up. Or we can say, wow, you're, you know, you're eating 2,150 calories of, of, 
a day and that could play into why you're not losing weight as fast or whatever, right? But what what was, you know, the biggest thing that I want you to take away from that analogy is that finances are the same way. If you can't get to the end of the month without running out of money, and then I say, well, where's your money going? And you don't know. Well, that's, that's a, you know, that's a problem. We, we don't even know where to start because we don't know where your money is being spent. So ultimately, that's, that's how budgeting is so important. Now, first off, I'm not a nutritionist. All that was an example just to show you how tracking is required. Uh, but when people come to me and they say, well, I want to get out of debt. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, how's your budget? Look, how much extra money do you have at the end of the month? Most people don't know. And it's normally because they don't budget. So when they say they want to get out of debt and they're trying to get out of debt, they really don't have a plan to get out of debt. Or when someone is barely making ends meet, they're looking straight at that top line, straight at that revenue that says, I need more money and I will be able to fix everything. And that's not the case. You've got to consider more than just, you know, taking changing your top line and saying, I'm going to make more money and all my problems are going to be solved. There's a whole the biggest chunk out of your income, your your you know how much money you have in the month is in the middle, right? It's all those expenses. You make a certain amount, you spend this much, and this is how much is left at the bottom. And that's the part we're trying to address. We're trying to address that that part in the middle, that part that says, this is where all of your money is going. So uh, Benjamin Franklin said, and this is just a fine example, he said, a small leak can sink a great ship. And that's the problem is most people's budget. They don't know where that small leak is. They really don't know where is that small bit of money that's just disappearing every single month. Where is it going? And that can sink a great ship. So and and, and just just for an example, uh, one of the smallest leaks that I think or I'm seeing in, in the clients that I work with, one of the, the biggest small leaks that I'm seeing is subscriptions. They've got Amazon subscriptions, Netflix, Spotify, Hulu, HBO, Stars, Cinemax, Amazon Prime, if I didn't say it, all of these subscriptions, right? And and they are just eating away money in that in that middle column, that column in between how much you make and how much is left over. It's just eating away money. So people don't realize how much they're paying on subscriptions. And I think that's a huge piece of this equation is finding those small leaks. The budget is what finds those small leaks for you. And then all of a sudden we have a game plan. We can start to build that game plan to say, do you have an income or do you have an expense problem? So the budget's the reality check and we'll give you that clarity on which problem you have. So let's say you you answer me and you tell me, yeah, I, I do a budget, but I still barely make ends meet. Well, that's where we get to question two and that's the part we get into next. So my second question is this. What are your biggest expenses? So you do the budget and we got that, but what are your biggest expenses? And for those budgeting, this could be pretty straightforward to answer. For those who aren't budgeting, you know, this will be good to learn, right? This is what's going to help you define where your money is going. So this is the part that we're, where we've got to really focus on that budget. But the reason I ask this is that people can sometimes lose track of their money right? They're putting, you know, money into certain categories uh, for housing, for instance, uh, you should try to stay within 30% of your take-home pay for housing. 
For some, you may be completely within this guideline, but for others, you may be living outside your means for housing. Uh, but but that's where I say people lose track of how much they're putting into certain categories in their budget. So once we can focus on the budget, we can figure out what those biggest expenses are. Now we can start to address the issue. So if you're watching this live, you can see there's this fire extinguisher, right? There's four different uh, hoses uh, coming off this fire extinguisher. What I want you to imagine for that, and for those listening on a podcast, imagine one fire extinguisher, four hoses coming off of it, all going in different directions. And I want you to imagine that's your money. You don't know where those hose pipes end. All you're doing is every month turning on that fire exten- or the fire hydrant and letting that money flow, right? You go try to check on one end and all of a sudden uh, you see where it's going. And then by the time you go back and check the other end, I don't know if you've ever seen a fire fire hose, but those things are pretty strong. And when they start shooting water, they can start flapping around and you don't know what you're spraying, right? And I think that's a great analogy for for when you start to focus on one piece, some of those other hoses are back there and they're flapping around and you don't know what you're, what you're blowing water at, right? And I think that's a good analogy to, to show you how money can just be flowing in all kinds of places. Money can be flowing, but you've got to get those hoses and you've got to get them all pointed in the same direction to really cause mass effect on, on what you're trying to, to change, right? So all that matters. Biggest expenses matter. Budgets matter. All that matters because when people are putting a lot of money into wants like gym memberships and shopping and eating out and, and those subscriptions, right, et cetera, et cetera, those can play a big role in why you are barely making ends meet. And that's a huge piece of the equation that we cannot forget. We cannot forget why why we're, you know, what it takes to to barely make ends meet. And that's just one thing. That's just one part of the equation. So what I what I'm not saying here, and this is the part that I really wanted to address and just looking at my notes, um, I saw this, but what I'm not saying is you I'm not telling you you can't have nice things. That's not what I'm saying. Now, if you're in debt, maybe I am telling you you can't have nice things. You you've got nice things when you got the debt. So I would tell you to give up on nice things so you can get rid of the debt and then go back to having nice things. But if you don't have debt and you're just barely making ends meet, I'm not telling you you can't have nice things. But what I'm telling you is you've got to take a hard look at that budget and you've got to see where your money's going so you can find out where you can cut. That is what I am saying. So what I want you to focus on for here for the biggest expenses part. So I ask you, what are your biggest expenses? Uh, if we were having a conversation, I would listen to you and I would start listening for certain things that should technically be your biggest expenses. Housing is probably the biggest expense that most people have. I would probably ask you, how much do you spend in housing? And based off how much money you make, like I said, that 30% is sort of the guideline there, right? So if you're spending 50% of your income on housing, um, that's a that's a that's a red flag for you know you're just really overspending in that category. So making ends meet, you know, twenty percent extra is going into housing. So that's why the biggest expense matters. But when you're focusing on it, this is what I want you to think about. I want you to think about the four walls of finance, and this is a major piece of understanding your personal finance journey and how you how you can influence and impact it. So. If you don't know what the four walls are, uh, I want to quickly hit on for you is food, is housing, is necessary utilities, and is necessary transportation. So for food, pretty straightforward, it's food. You've got to feed your body. Uh, I'm never going to tell someone to take food out of their budget. 
The second that you stop eating is the second you lose the energy to go out and make money. And we're not doing that, right? We're not ever taking food out. Now, can you control what food you take in? Absolutely. Uh, eating Ruth's Chris Steakhouse every meal is not financially smart, but it is food. So you've got to make financially smart food decisions, okay? Uh, the second one is housing. And this is just your, your rent or mortgage uh, that's necessary, right? If you, if you do own a house, this is going to have to include your, uh, all the pieces of it, which is going to cost your, your homeowner's insurance, your property tax, all those things, all that's got to add into housing, right? For necessary utilities, I really want you to focus on the necessary utilities. Um, if you work from home to make money and there's no option to go into an office, I mean, and maybe there is an option, but you want to cut back on transportation costs or whatever, Necessary utilities really boils down to electricity, water, and gas if necessary. Um, more and more, I am starting to lean more on internet being a necessary utility uh, because so much is involved in online. And if you watch my Increase Your Income series, a lot of what I go over is is it talks about things you can do that are potentially uh, use, utilizing web content to to increase your skills to to make more money. So. I'm starting to lean more toward internet being a necessary utility. I would just tell you to, you know, you don't need a, a 3000 terabyte connection to the outside world. Like, I mean, be reasonable, try to cut costs, uh, but necessary utilities, electricity, water, gas. And I'm like I said, I'm leaning more toward internet being one of those. Finally, necessary transportation. If you're watching this live, you can see I didn't put a car. I put uh, a train, right? Or, or public transportation. And that's because people think about transportation as their vehicle. Uh, I say necessary transportation because this could be a uh, bus pass. This could be a train pass, whatever. Uh, it could be gas insurance and car payment if you have one. If you do have a car payment, I tell you, you probably should get rid of it if you're barely making ends meet. I'm getting rid of the car and I am buying a car cash and I am not having a car payment. But it's, so I'm really focusing on gas and insurance uh, for transportation costs. So these are the things that when we're looking at four walls, food, housing, necessary utilities, necessary transportation. Those are the things we're focusing on. And that's it. That's it. That, those are your four walls of finances. Those are the places you have to put money. So think about it. If it's not one of those four things and it's on your budget, in all reality, it's a want, right? So why, when I ask you, what's your biggest expense? You, you answer that question. We dig deeper. We look into all of these type of things. I'm starting to think about where your four walls are going, how much money is put into your four walls, and then all of a sudden, I have this 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 moment, and I look at it, and I think about it, and I write it down, or whatever, and I say, "Wow, a lot of your money is going to wants." So if if that much is going into your wants category, you have to you have to wonder, you know, is that the reason you can't make ends meet? And that that's where we go next, right? That is the place we go next. So you made it through those two questions: Do you budget? What's your biggest expense? How did you answer them? Right. How did you answer them? And how you answer those is going to help us with this final step. So this is where we confirm if you have an income or a spending problem. So if you've waited this whole episode and you've stuck through it, now's the time. You're going to find out if you have an income or a spending problem. So think back to your answers from this whole entire conversation that you've been listening, that mean you've been having over this podcast or over this live stream or whatever, and think about it. First off, if you don't budget, you can't really even start to consider if you have an income or an expense problem. You can tell me how many calories you ate, but if you don't track it, we don't really know if that's accurate. So don't assume, uh, just start budgeting, right? 
you you can't determine where your problem is until you start budgeting. So start that. Get your budget together and then put the rest of this into effect. Second, if you do budget and you've identified your biggest expense, you can now see if you have a spending or an income problem. So to do this effectively, you first and foremost, this is the hardest part. You've got to be honest with yourself. And I'm saying that's the hardest part because it is the hardest part. Uh, you've got to first identify those four walls, not try to, you know, stick things into the four walls category because you think it's so necessary. No, if it doesn't fall into what I said, food, housing, necessary utilities, necessary transportation, it's not a four walls criteria and it is a want. I want you to remember that if you've gone through that and you don't really, so this is where it kind of breaks out into two categories. Technically, if you go through your four walls and you really don't have much money left to go to any wants. Um, well, in that case you do, you do indeed have an income problem. If you're, if you barely have enough to afford those four walls. And I mean, I told you to be honest with yourself. If you barely have enough to afford your four walls and there's not much left over after that, you do have an income problem. And I challenge you go back and watch my increase your income series because you, you, we've got to focus on getting you more money coming in. Um, it, it is possible. And I want to tell you and make you hopeful because you can make a difference in your income. And even if you don't have an income problem and you haven't watched that episode or that series, go back and watch it. Go back and listen to it on your podcast uh, because you have the potential to increase your income. Don't think that you're stuck living and making as much as you currently do. You can go change your income level. So go back and watch that series if you haven't because you can do that. Uh, the money you take, that you get from taking these steps will definitely make it easier to to get past your four walls and get to a place of uh, abundance, right? So you can start looking at some of those other things. So if you, on the other side, if you did finish that exercise and you saw, I afford my four walls very easily and I do have a lot of money left over. Well, all those monies are going into wants. And you, my friend, have a spending or expense problem. And that's where, that's where your, your problem and why you can't make ends meet is coming from is your expense or spending category. So if this is you, uh, you've really got to take a look into that financial mirror. You've got to decide, are the places you're currently spending your money, are those wants that you're currently putting money into, are they where you want them to be, Right. Are they on things that you think are going to be long lasting for your personal finances? If the new Louis Vuitton bag is a part of your long term personal finance journey, um, I mean, I guess I, I don't see it. Uh, I think there's a lot better places to put your money. But if you're barely making ends meet and you're buying new shoes or, you know, upgrading your car every three years or whatever, I, I'm just making things up at this point. Um I, I challenge you, look in the financial mirror and see for yourself, are the decisions you're making better for your finances? And if you could say, uh, go back to that initial question, if I had more money, I would do this. If that this that you answered at the end of that question, or at the, if you made it at the end of that statement, um, is more important than all those things you're currently spending your money on outside of the four walls, uh, I challenge you to go go and change that. Go and change that as fast as you can, uh, because this could be the money that you're paying off your debt with. This could be the money that you're saving for a house with. This could be the money that you're building your emergency fund with. This could be the money that you're investing into retirement. This could be the money that you're saving for your kid's college. Like All of these things are important. And if the 
if outside of your four walls, your money is going into something else and it's not one of these things, uh, I challenge you to change that. Am I telling you you can't go buy new shoes? No, I'm not saying that. But make sure that you're putting money into these other places first because it makes buying those shoes a lot easier. You're not going to question if you need more money because you're putting money into your kid's college fund. You're putting money into retirement. You're not going to question, hey, do I do I have enough money for these shoes? Well, yeah, you've got a fully invested IRA already for the year. You've got your kid's college fund is getting money put into it. Like you've got all these things happening. It makes buying shoes that much easier. So uh, I, I, that's the part that I, I want you to want you to walk away with. And I want you to understand if you have an, a spending problem, uh, it's really only up to you and possibly your significant other. If, if you know, if you are married uh, to control and change that spending problem. So get your budget together. Make sure it's in line with your financial goals. Don't just make the budget. You've got to make the budget and live the budget. You've got to update the budget. You've got to balance the budget. The budget is a living, breathing document that must be attended to. Um, and if you do that, you will be on your way to reaching your financial goals. With that being said, if you are ready to make that shift or, or possibly you just need a little help doing it, uh, that's what I'm here for. I do offer financial coaching services, uh, and, and I do offer a free consultation for people that, that just want to have that conversation so we can discuss how a financial coach can better assist you. Uh, just head over to my website, and we can definitely do just that. So right up on the screen, you can see it. Uh, you just hit book now right there in the middle of the screen, and you will be on your way uh, to signing up and getting that free consultation. Uh, you'll get it on the calendar and we will get you started. Now, if you do want to give a little bit of extra support over for The Financial Mirror, just go into the top right hand corner and hit shop or go to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and you can pick you up some awesome Financial Mirror gear. So head on over there, uh, grab you some Financial Mirror gear. It does help. All the money goes back into just bettering the stream. Um, uh, it is all about just growing the brand, growing the community and helping people reach their financial goals. So I appreciate, uh, everyone tuning in and, and hopefully you got something out of this stream today. Uh, I know that it is, it is something that so many people need, need assistance with just identifying that spending or, uh, income problem. So I appreciate you and I hope that you you walked away from this episode with the ability to identify that for yourself. So I appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share with everyone in your life, your friends, your family, your coworkers, all of those people that just might need a little extra dose of personal finance encouragement uh, and knowledge. If you are listening on the podcast, like I said, don't forget to subscribe and leave that five-star review. That does help go. Uh, it does help build the brand, uh, the community, and get this information out to more people. The written comments also go a long ways on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Until next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's financial mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. 
please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives. 